You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Boom Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global, and Newcastle post-fight interview, show interview rather, with Edward Hearn. How are you? I'm alright, how are you? Fucking buzzing. Buzzing. Brilliant fight. Brilliant. Think, why don't you do more shows up here, really, don't well, Because you can't keep coming back somewhere and milking it and milking it. I mean, you know me, I don't milk anything. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> um, but twice, twice a year, I mean, now you've got to look at the big ones. Hmm. I mean, can he do St. James's Park? Can he? Can he? I, I mean, I believe yes. I mean, against the winner of next week? Hmm. Absolutely. You know, and that starts to become a real possibility. Is that a final way, that or a, just an eliminator? That's just an eliminator, right. but it's irrelevant because if you pay the winner you next week a load anyway. of money to fight yeah. St. James's Park, you're going to make it anyway. But I just feel like that was a really good performance from Lewis Ritson, and I feel... Pressure you know, as well. Yeah, but I think, you know, he's proud of him because he came here and he let everything slip against Patera, right? Didn't do the weight right, lightweight was no more for him. But he's come back, and I have to say, I thought Robbie Davis boxed out of his absolute mm. skin. I thought the, the scores were really wide. I had, uh, I had, I had uh, Lewis by two or three rounds. I think like four or five rounds. Was it one seventeen, one twelve? Was it? I think that's too much. And um, I thought Robbie Davis Jr. was brilliant. But Lewis Ritson kind of. There was times in the fights where I felt that Robbie Davis was just starting to turn a screw. But the difference with Lewis at 140 is he's got the engine mm. to go on. I mean, he finished the fight. The 12th round was fucking unbelievable. Mm. I mean, it was the first six rounds were incredible. And it was such a great fight. You know, on a, on a bad week for boxing, they both reminded us what, what is so great about the sport, mm. you know? And uh, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant, high-level, high-skill, high-guts fight. Brilliant. Does it depend on who wins next week's fight, how well, that would Lewis, go? Lewis can, you know, Lewis can come back here. It was a tough fight. He's had a tough camp. We're nearly at the end of October. So he'll have a, probably a month or two off. His choices really are to come back and fight at the arena in February, March, or wait and try and do the world title fight uh, in May at St. James' Park. I would fucking love to do that, mate. Mm. That is what, for me, as a promoter, that for me is the kind of challenges that I want to be involved with. Mm. Newcastle United, 
St James's Park. I mean, one of the great cities. Like, I'm talking about in terms of sporting passion. For this city to have one of their own kids fighting for a world title at their football club, that's the bollocks, mm. right? And I want to do that badly. So we'll sit down with the team, MTK, Lewis Ritson, Davey, Phil Jeffries, and look at the options. He should be ringside next week, and he should be saying, I want the winner at St. James's Park. Yeah. It's not really his style, but I'll fucking say it for him, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but I want to I wanna really, really say well done to Robbie Davis Jr. for taking the challenge here in Newcastle. We yeah, coming, it, coming you know? here as well. Like, yeah, he was world ranked number seven and he'll be back by the way. Mm. I think maybe he should move up to £147. Mm. I think he has a big future in the sport. We'll back him a million percent. Mm. And, um, you know, I thought Lewis Ritson was brilliant. You know, on a time where, you know, you've got to have the demons coming back to you. You've been here before, you had the chance at the arena and, you know, I have to say, like when we sat in that room upstairs after he lost to Patera, mm. we were all thinking, "Fuck, I can't believe it." We thought we were on such a golden thing, and he's worked his way back. You know, um, won a couple of fights, come back to the arena in a big risk fight, and done the business. Mm. So it just shows you that's what life's like. You know, you get kicked in the nuts, you go away, you work hard, you come back, you get your chance, and when you get your chance again, you got to take it. And he took it tonight. Mm. Um. Ted Cheeseman, very uh, oh, yeah. aggravated up there over mm. the d decision to loss to uh, Fitzgerald. How did you see the fight? I had it 2-2 after four rounds. Then I had Cheeseman winning 5-6-7-8. I had him about I had it 6-2 after nine rounds. And I had Cheeseman winning the, uh, Fitz winning the last four rounds. I had it draw. Okay. I thought the scores, I can't see. For me, if you give it to Fitz, you give it by a round. You know, or like I, like I couldn't see the, what was it? 115, 113, 116, 113. No, 116, 113, wasn't it? Yeah, one, 116, 113, yeah. I think, and two 115, 113s. I don't see how Fitz won that fight by three rounds. I just mm. don't. But could he have nicked the fight? Yeah, but I think, I felt like if there was a winner, Ted was probably going to get it, mm. but I saw a draw. But I thought, I mean, Ted Cheeseman for eight rounds boxed this fight, and I'm thinking, where is the fuck has he pulled this from? Because he, is put, he put on a clinic. I mean, he boxed uh, Scott's ear rolls off for four rounds in the middle there. And, and, you know, the early fights as well boxed well, the early rounds. And he, and he frustrated Scott. And I think uh, Mick Jennings just gave him a kick up the arse and said, you go out and win these last rounds. And I had him winning literally four of the last four rounds. Um, good fight. Not, not the fight that Davis Ritson was but a very interesting, very technical, and it hotted up towards the end. And, you know, Ted Cheeseman's got a big future. I thought that was a brilliant performance from Ted Cheeseman. By far the best performance of his career. By far. Showed so much maturity. I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm watching him after five rounds thinking, how's Ted doing this, boxing off the back foot? I mean, he even done a little Billy Joe at one point. But he'll be back, he'll be back. And then, you know, for Fitz, Fitz says he's open for the rematch. I think that's a fight we've got to look at. Obviously, I can't lie, Fitzgerald against Fowler is the one that uh, everybody wants to see. So, uh, but I felt that he was fortunate, but I felt that, you know, I think I thought he was fortunate to get scorecards like that, to be honest. So you kind of outlined the plan before this, that the loser could go out and fight Kieran Conway, yeah. mm -hmm. the winner to go and fight Fowler. Is that still realistic think, what will I happen? I really think that Cheeseman, you know, you, you certainly couldn't say that Cheeseman doesn't deserve a rematch. Hmm against Fitzgerald. I mean, Fowler's fighting November 23rd. He's not going to be ready till next spring. Mm. So maybe we do uh, the Fitzgerald fight towards the end of the year. Mm. I don't know. I mean... You ain't got any dates though, have you? Yeah, we can always make a little cheeky one up. You know? um, but 
yeah, I thought like after seven or eight rounds, I thought this fight is done. Fitz, his head's gone. He's been outboxed here. He's been frustrated. I thought it was, it was almost like he was going to no mass him at one point. Mm. And then Fitz just tucked himself in and said, and Mick Jennings obviously said, you go and win these, you go and win these rounds. And he went out and he won, you know, I felt like he won all, all the last four rounds. Let's kind of touch on some of the other fights on the card. Obviously, a good win for Savannah Marshall tonight. A good win for Bacoli, only the third man yeah. to stop Kevin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, tonight. look, Kevin Johnson, yeah, we know. he's yeah. virtually done now. But what he is, he's very awkward. Yeah and very difficult to get out of there. Dubois took him 10 rounds, went eight rounds a couple of weeks ago with another really good undefeated heavyweight. But Cody's got heavy hands and he's, he's, he's clever. And he's got good fire. He's a dangerous fighter. And I'm saying to anyone out there who's looking for a heavyweight opponent, we're ready. Mm. Yeah, Martin Bacoli, one, he doesn't have to protect an undefeated record. And two, he's not this big tech ticket seller from Manchester that you know, you're taking to arenas and selling out. So any heavyweight that needs an opponent and that goes for Tyson Fury, that goes for uh, Jarrell Miller when he signs his ESPN deal, that goes for Otto Wallin, that goes for Gassiev, our guys, or Parker, or uh, you know Hunter rematch, Daniel Dubois, yes please, in December you're looking for opponent, why not Bacoli? You know, that's a great fight. Dubois, really good young heavyweight, that's a really You'd good fight. You'd be well open to that. 100%. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to pay him the sort of money they've offered Dave Allen. Mm. I was joking with Dave Allen about it, you know. But Cody really fancies that fight. It's a very dangerous fight, but mm. what a great fight. I mean, that could really help um, Frank out, you know, and actually do a decent show. And, and with a decent heavyweight fight, it's there for him. So hopefully we get the phone call. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm almost, I'm the promoter of Martin Bacoli, but I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like the agent as well because I'm open to all offers. Um, Eddie, did you actually consider Dave Allen for Usyk? Was that... No, what I said to Dave Allen was, no is the answer to your question. Right. What I said to Dave Allen was that if you go out and get a win, you're the kind of guy that is going to be in the mix for... So, I'll put it this way. If Dave Allen beat David Price or had a good win, and with five days to go, Tyrone Spong failed a drugs test. Mm. You know, Allen's the kind of guy that you can justify. Mm. Not now, because he lost the price and his head's, his head's not on it. So really, he's got to go and he's got to try and get a win. And when he does, he's going to land a big fight. Mm. But, you know, I said, take the, take the Dubois fight, but they've got to offer proper money. You know? and Dave Allen is a, is a household name. Mm. Like it or hate it, he is. But I would prefer Dave to come back and have an eight or a ten rounder for a title and then and then see where he wants to go with his career, not just take a fight for a few quid, unless the few quid is not a few quid and it's a major dough. Did you see the little clip of Fury sizing Usyk yeah, 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 up? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's good. Listen, Tyson's on a roll right now, and he's like, he's going for it. Going for it. He's got, has he got a Christmas single coming out? With, with Robbie, Robbie Williams, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's doing WWE wrestling. His head's gone completely, but he's absolutely like living life. Mm. So good luck to him. He, what's, he, what's he thinking when I he looks at you, I really think that he's looking at it and thinking, I've, I've, got, I've made a nice few quid over the last few fights. I'm enjoying life. Well, you think he's considering retiring? No, but I just think he's looking at this other world going, do you know what, this is a fucking lot more fun than getting me head punched and going into camp. I'm sure he'll fight again, but I don't think he's got the hunger. Mm. That it's hard when you look. All of a sudden, he's earned some great money. He's prancing around in Los Angeles, getting in a ring, doing all this cringy stuff with his WWE guys. Everyone's loving it. It's brilliant for him. He's got the Robbie Williams thing. That's you know, good luck to him. He's still a fighter at the end of the day. Yeah, but he's not probably. Look, I mean, he, he might say yes, but I don't believe he has the same hunger that he had 
Well, certainly pre-Klitschko, but even pre-Wilder, I just don't. But what he has done is come back from, like, you know, depression, obesity, and got himself in great shape, great frame of mind, and that's that's probably his greatest achievement, really. Out of all, winning the world heavyweight title, you know, all, all the great performances he's had, his greatest achievement is making himself happy again and fit and healthy. So, uh, listen, uh, as long as he's happy and healthy, good luck to him. I think he's hilarious. Um, Wilder Ortiz will land on Sky Sports, which is good news for us yeah, baby. boxing fans on the 23rd. I went out there, I struck the deal with Shelley Finkel. You know, is there? No. no, no. So that will obviously fall off the back of Callum Smith. So there's a lot yeah. of boxing on Sky Sports that weekend. We've got the MTK Golden yeah. uh, Contract Mate, Tournament on Friday. I, I know we get sticking that, but tell me, tell me, like, tell me any other platform in the UK that could even wipe Sky Sports' ass. It don't exist. It doesn't. Look at the schedule. Like you got tonight. Uh, you had Usyk last week. You had Golovkin the week before. Next week you got Regis Progress against Josh Taylor, Chisora against Price, uh, Connor Ben. Akoli and Garbu burns against Selby. The week after, Canelo Kovalev, maybe? I don't know. What? Who knows? Tempting, Who knows? Not yeah. at the moment, but we'll Katie see. Taylor, obviously. Katie Taylor, Akrola, Boatsi. Then you've got November 9, you've got KSI against Logan Paul, you've got Billy Joe Saunders. How would that work, Lane. by the way? We're working that out. Regardless of the yeah, pay per view. Yeah, we're working out. There will be an element of free view going into that show. Okay. So. And then 23rd. November the 23rd, Second, actually, 22nd Golden yeah. Tournament. Uh, MTK, and then we got 23rd. We got Callum Smith, John Ryder. Uh, we got Deontay Wilder against Luis Ortiz, and then the week after in Monaco, be announced on Monday, and then uh, December 7th, you got a little fight in Saudi Arabia between Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz. Who's confirmed for the undercard? Uh, you'll get virtually all the announcements next week. It's Pavetka Hunter, one of them. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Are we going to see Dylan White and Kel Brook fight before the end of the year? No, they're different. One's a heavyweight, one's a welterweight. <laughs> Are we going to see them both in uh, action possibly, before the end of the year? Possibly. What would Kel Brook be on? Joshua? Possibly. Dylan White in your show on the... Yeah, it looks like uh, Jacob Chavez. Hopefully we get that done and announced for next week. December 20 at MGM Grand is in play. Love that shit, mate. Um, but there will also be a major announcement next week of the launch of Match from Spain which will land on December 12 in Barcelona. Riva! <laughs> and uh, there will also be uh, another next gen in December. Mate. 12. Uh, well, that's the same night as the Barcelona. Oh, so, little double header. Uh, no, probably not. I don't really want to do it on the same night. Oh, so you might move your next gen? Possibly. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Uh, quick reaction to... Better be Ev and now yesterday. It's a beast, you know. I mean, I got the chance to promote him for one fight against Callum Johnson, who, by the way, Callum Johnson should have beat him. Mm. He had him, but he just wasn't experienced enough and wasn't ready to take that opportunity. Um, but great fighter, beast, beast. I think a lot of people, you know, Godzik's sort of breakout fight was against Donis Stevenson, but he was over 40, and we don't know. It was still a great performance, but, um, you know, I think that... Uh, Better be is just very, very strong. Mm. Very strong. I'd like to see him fight Bivon. What a fight. 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 Use that one more time. Okay, bruv. Oh. Um, Eddie, just kind of finishing, uh, it's been touching this week to kind of mm. read all the all the stuff about Patrick Day yeah, and know, everyone's amazing. thoughts and comments, people mm. that knew him and etc. But um, yeah, just I know you spoke about it the other day, yeah. but No, it has been like again, and this these are a bit like it's, it's touched a lot of people that didn't even know him. Mm. I mean, 
I didn't know him. You said you spoke you to know, him for 30 know, seconds. It, but... it was, but I remember the conversation so well. You know, I don't promote him, but I feel like, you know, I feel like because of what you read, you, like the community is very tight, isn't it? I know like he hates him and he hates him, but we're all like as one. And when you read about him, there's, there's a really good, actually when you watch the press conference speech back that he gave, it's really sad, but it also makes you quite happy because he sort of talks about, I don't need this, you know, but I do this because I love it. Mm. I love this sport, you know? So in a way, he passed away doing something he absolutely loved. It don't make it any easier and it doesn't, you know, it's so hard to explain. It's what I said in the interview, it's not, it's to justify to people. Unless you're in the sport, unless you do it, unless you understand the mindset of people, because the guys on the outside who don't know boxing, never been involved with boxing, will say, well, it's just ridiculous. It's just a ridiculous sport. I mean, you know, and, you know, I guess they're right, but you just don't understand what it does for people's lives, how it changes people's lives, how it saves people's lives. But the bad side of it is... The reality of it. The reality of it is it's extremely dangerous, and we've all got to try and do more. You know, if whether that's more scans, whether that's better medics at ringside, whether that's better drug testing, whether that's dehydration rules. There's so many things to look at. And you know, and right now, the main concern outside of all that is to look at trying to build some kind of legacy for Patrick Day. I mean, he's built his own legacy because of the response from people, right? So Patrick's story and his um, energy, you know, and his spirit and soul lives on because of the people spreading the word mm. about this man. Mm. You know, like, he's, it's almost like he's, he's become like this icon figure of the sport because of the positivity that he gave to people, and that's so refreshing. But we have to look at the people involved in, in the sport or close to him. What can we do to help continue that legacy? You know, Patrick wasn't like Dadashev, you know, who had a wife and kids and no, you, you look at that kind of thing. We got, we got, you know, Lou DiBella's gonna speak to the parents. Joe Higgins is a very important part of this as well, trainer, manager, friend, and say, what, what can we do, you know? Can we build something with you guys to remember his name and his legacy? What did Patrick love? Patrick loved to inspire people. He loved to create positivity. So can we do that in the community that he loved and spread his name by doing that? That's the kind of thing that I think we need to look to do. And everybody's behind that, you know. Again, you're never going to get in this business, in this community, you're, ne you're never going to be short of support at times like this. Do you know what I mean? Because everybody knows it could happen to... You know, their fighter, their show, their people, their family, their, you know, it's uh, So that's, you know, that's something that we've got to work towards with Lou and Joe Higgins and, you know, Danny Jacobs is a really close friend, you know, he's Keith Connolly. Everybody on that New York, like mm. Long Island, they, they all knew him, they all knew Patrick, you know, so... And I feel like his legacy lives on because of the response and the, mm. the positivity and we have to make sure that we try to use that positivity to inspire his community and the next generation of, of kids and people. Okay, Eddie, thank you very much for your thank time you. and uh, roll thank on. Thank you for watching. Roll on next thank week. Thank you, Newcastle. Unbelievable. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.